It's another episode of In Loving Color, Dating While Black, and I'm so excited. We have a special guest, my friend M, a young creative here in the West Coast, and we are going to be having a conversation about spirituality, spiritual practice, and love and dating, and all of those things in the time of hashtag the Rona. So we're going to get just right on in it. And and tell us a little bit about yourself and like where you are in your life, in your journey. That sounds like the beginning of a Jill Scott song. (laughs) Drop some knowledge on us. Ooh, okay. I know this is like the most basic question that I didn't prepare for, but feel like I need to. But anyway, like you said... (laughs) Young creative, West Coast always. Um, And yeah, I feel like where I am right now is definitely transition, transition period in love, in life, in work, in establishing um, more of a spiritual practice and centering spirituality in my life. Um, I am also feeling calmer and more grounded in myself as I've been learning and as I've used this time to be with myself and face myself. And, you know, a part of the transition too is like everything that's leaving to make space for what's coming. So um, definitely finding just things that are, you know, falling away or things that felt so important that just don't anymore. So yeah, I I think transition. Ooh, chills. Okay. So you said something that I definitely want to, I've been saying this season, double click on just because I like, I know, but who double clicks anymore? Like even, even PCs with like actual mouse contraptions don't double click right you still everything is single click these days but for all those people double clicking out there I see you I respect you you are valid but you said something about things just falling away and this was a part of a conversation we had offline and I really want to center in on this because I think that this is actually a very big part of any kind of evolution right I think that as you grow and change you begin to see what is necessary and what is not. But more importantly, you begin to see what supports you and upholds you and what brings you down and eventually destroys you. And when talking about relationships, I think a lot of times it's very hard when you are partnered or pursuing partnership to know what you need to grow right? To know what it takes for you to feel fulfilled. And we're all inside our houses. Well, not all of us. Some people are not sheltering in place. I'm listening. I'm not gonna make any of the comments around that. If you want to know how I feel about that, you go ahead and slide my DMs. Um, But some, a lot of people have not been this isolated ever in their lives. Mm -hmm. They've never not been able to go to, you know, a restaurant as they feel like it. They've not been able to not go into the office to go to work. They've never not even been able to go to like a crowded park, right? So there's so many limitations because now there's no, there's no push towards group and large group sort of activities or co-hanging out. And we are pack animals. 
we, you know, our, our species is usually oriented towards group. You know, we even say safety in numbers and now it's literally the opposite. It's like danger if more than 50 people are gathered, right? It's like, keep it less than 10 to be safe. So we've made it into a place where everyone is having to go in an essence and shelter in place emotionally spiritually. And what I'd like to talk about is how changing your physical space, right? We talked earlier about how you, you know, kind of struck out on your own a little bit more. You're in a small safe space that you really love that you've called your home. And then the world kind of imploded, right? (laughs) So like you went to go kind of have space for yourself and then the world was like by the way you can stay in that space forever and ever and ever congratulations you're welcome so I'm just really curious as to how you feel that prepared your heart Mm -hmm. and your mind and how it how it influenced or was influenced by your spiritual practice and then how that created a baseline for how you approached your relationships Mm. That, that those are a lot of really great questions. I think the first thing that comes to mind was that I feel like I've been preparing for this for years. So I think I've always been about like growth and development and progress. And I got a million mentors and I'm going to this conference and that workshop and that training. Um, nothing centered on spirituality, but you know, was at least in the space of like growth and expanding beyond your limitations. And uh, three years ago is when I connected with our friend, Tanisha, AKA Life of the Empath. And, um, you know, that's when it really started. So I feel like what prepared me for quarantine was three years ago when I came to her with an issue around relationships. And so for me, like spirits told me, verbatim which i obviously agree with it's just like i have a big heart for people and i love with everything in me and so like my like ability to love and love freely and even if i don't know you like that's already there you know and um and so relationships are hard for me because of that whether that's friendships relationships with family um and then romantic relationships and so the spiritual work has had me like has forced me to stop putting all of my effort there and start building the relationship with myself. Mm. I feel like it's just, it's just, I could treat people way better than I could treat myself. And I was thinking about this yesterday around the fact that like my capacity to love and my capacity to reject, like whatever exists in myself is what's going to exist on what I can give other people, right? So even though I feel like I like I have a big heart, I love everything in me, I could only love so far or so deep as what I can give myself. And a lot of times it's 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 pretty shallow <laughs> to be real. And and then but the rejection gets real high, right? And so again, we don't talk to other people the way that we talk to ourselves. Yeah. But I know that I'm capable of talking to you the way I talk to myself because it's in me, you know? So if something happens and I don't know, you get on my bad side, I will reject you as hard as I reject myself. And like, 
those extremes are like what I'm trying to come back to. Like I want my love to be deep for myself first. And I want to like shrink my capacity to reject in some ways, you know, just like take some of that away. So anyway, in the beginning of my spiritual journey, like it was dealing with this difficult relationship with a friend group, dealing with this difficulty, this and that. And so those things started to, you know, fall away as I was getting more connected with myself and more honest with myself about like, wait, I'm not even into those things that creates this connection with this group of people, but I wanted the people, you know? And so that fear of being by yourself is like lacks the trust that like, yo, your people going to come through when you start showing up as you are. Yeah. And so, um, so I feel like some of that had been happening. If like quarantine happened three years ago with the space that I was in, I would be struggling right now, but I had already been like, okay, let's drop that. Let's let go of that. Let's let go of that. Let's let go of that up until January where it was, um, you know, releasing a five-year relationship. And so like, you know, the fact that it happened two months before COVID, like just the timing just mattered so much with the support that I was getting along the way in order for me to like be okay on my own and like really do the work without distractions. Yes. Yes. And yes. Okay. So I think what you're saying is really resonating a with me, but I think will really resonate with a lot of folks because I think a lot of people have actually been in a, a, a journey of transformation, right? I think the last, for, for a lot of people, cause I would say even like the last three or four years for me have been super transformative. I think it's, I think when you talk to lots of people, they're like the last three or four years, last three or four years, everybody has yeah. been in a state of transition the last three or four years. And I think it's because as in, in, you know, in my own faith paradigm and in my own personal spiritual practice, I think that the universe and God and whomever or whatever or no ever that you believe in starts to create a space in us for the experiences that are coming up, if we're watching, if we're paying attention. And I think that what you're saying about things were already starting to fall away and this isolation just really helped ground you in the confidence or in the belief that you have been and you were working towards the right things, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's really imperative because that transitions me to kind of the next part of the conversation is you released a long-term relationship. You then went into isolation because we all did. <laughs> and now, you know, here we are it's been seven months because we're recording this in July for folks who uh, want to know because, you know, things get released after they're recorded, but it's July 2020. And we halfway through this month, first of all, which is bananas. We getting ready to enter into your season because um, you is a Leo. I got a lot of Leos I love in my life. And uh, two of my family members that I love dearly are Leos. Shout out to my mama. Shout out to my nephew. And who probably will never listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to, I want to put that full disclaimer out here in these streets. But what I think is interesting is how do we take and channel this energy of transformation coupled with this, you know, mandated isolation and 
fuel it into attracting partnership or pursuing partnership. So, you know, where are you in that process? And how is that working with the Rona? (laughs) No, it is. It's interesting. I say like, mm, okay. Like, how do I say this to not make light of this really challenging time? Like, I think that if I wasn't in isolation, I'd be out in these streets a lot faster than my spirit would be ready for. And so the fact that like literally not only am I forced to stay inside, but everybody is too and everyone, it's just, it's, it might've been the only thing that would have allowed me to be where I am right now. And I'm still, and I'm still not, you know, I'm still going through the process. Right. And, um, I think there's the the other thing, right. Of like, you just want to be around people. It don't matter who it is. It's just like, I just want to be around somebody like whether it's like a romantic interest where like, Oh, this person's really into me and it feels nice to have attention or groups of friends of like, "Mm, if it wasn't for this time, would I really be spending time with this person? And that's like before, you know, quarantine happened, let alone during this period, like you and I have been in sessions or conversations around trauma bonding and around the ways in which we ran to pull on people that have either long been gone or who like the connection was already like super fading, but it's just that like that fear thing of like, let me, let me hold on. Let me bring you in. Let me make sure you're good type of thing. And doing that and then learning what I was doing and then having to pull away from that, which is like, Oh, like that was hard. Like I wish I had never like ran to that to begin with, you know? Um, but I think it is like, okay, in this time of being on my own and looking inside and understanding like what type of energies do I want to be around? Like we, we just had a conversation around like, you know, there's, people in my life who um, unearth the fear and the worry that consumes me at times. And it's just like, not the kind of energy I need to be around or, um, you know, just people who are in different places. So it's just like, just trying to be hella mindful on like who I want to be around, where I want my energy to be, you know, get on my want list of like, does this person meet my want list? Um, which is not posted up in a way that could be most helpful for the visualization, (laughs) but it's cool. It's like kind of in my head, kind of in like a notebook in my closet, but it's there. (laughs) Hey, it's there. You got it. It's somewhere. I got it. But it's, um, yeah, I just, I just think it's like, not falling into the trap of just wanting to be with someone, anyone, whether that's platonic or not. Um, and trying to like, hold on to like where, what my focus is, you know? You know, I, I've been calling it the COVID comforts mm. mm-hmm. or the Rona regression. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, should we brand that? Should I copyright that for anybody listening? Copyright. Yeah. <laughs> 
don't even think about using that. And the reason I call it that is not to dismiss it, right? But I, I think to give language for it, because what I've been seeing and experiencing is the way people have been like sliding into DMs, people have been texting, people have been emailing. And I'm like, yo, I ain't heard from you. And not even like romantically even. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's romantic, but people are like, I'm remembering that one time 10 years ago. I'm like, don't nobody remember that. And nobody cares. And I think it's because when we're in a place of discomfort, like a global pandemic, and, and now I think a very important and long overdue transformation around equality, conversations around racial justice, I think that people start, you know, expressing themselves by existing in the past paradigms. Mm. And so that's a good place to go if you're going to learn sometimes. But I think we go there to be comfortable. We go there to absolve ourselves of our sins instead of to say, well, these are just the actions that happened in the past and I should move forward in deep learning. Mm -hmm. And I think especially when it comes to romantic, you know, interactions and entanglements and all of that kind of behavior, I think there is a habit of going to where you're comfortable, even if it's not where you were supposed to be. And I think we talked about this offline. I want to bring it online or on air. And that is really around this idea of staying longer than you need to be in a place. And I actually, you brought this up offline, but I brought this up in a conversation on Life of an Empath's podcast about business partners, where I say almost every job I've ever held or every business you know, project I've started, I have stayed six to nine months too long every time because every time I've known when it was time to go and I couldn't tear myself away in the name of loyalty. And I think you said this earlier, right? You said, I'm learning to love myself as deep as I need to in order to love as big as I want to love, right? So this idea that deep and wide can only come if we can dig in and open up, right? Mm -hmm. So you dig in to go deep, you open up to go big. And, and, I, and I know that in this time of isolation, some of us have been thinking of past loves, of maybe p people we've missed, like two ships in the night. And, you know, I'm happy to report that I have not. Um, <laughs> have it you know there's a really funny young woman i think she's either she's in kenya um or somewhere on the horn and she talks about how it's a funny tiktok that made it to instagram she's so funny i can't remember her name and i apologize but i think everyone's seen this instagram video or tiktok video where she's like oh you think i miss you i do not i do not and she's like laughing and she's like oh we will not skype like you know so she she's you know she's saying she's like oh isolation this is everyday life right so it's like a really funny video and it really resonated with me and a bunch of friends actually sent it to me because they're like this is you because I feel like I am in a place where I'm not pining I same thing you said like had the Rona hit two three years ago yo y'all it would have been a horrific situation and not from the isolation piece i'm i kind of self-isolate on my own that's like my happy place but from this rona regression piece from this like corona comforts piece i think i would have really 
been reaching out to the kinds of men who I have entertained before that I really didn't need to. I think I would have been reaching out to the people who I no longer call friends, but I wish them well and I wish them peace and I wish them joy to help anchor me in the sense of I would have felt the need to wrap my arms around them and love them in through what I would think is them probably not dealing well with isolation, dealing well with quarantine. But quite frankly, that's not my job. That's not my role. And that's not my place. And it is not my business. Right. And I think because the Rona hit when it hit, I'm fully aware of that. I'm so aligned with that that I'm like, cool. So I haven't, you know, as we say in the church, backslid because I realize that's not my glory. But I know and I see and I hear a lot of people doing that. And to me, it's completely natural. It's completely understandable. But it also begs the question of why are we going to that familiar when it does not serve us? Like what feeds that feeling? And how is that impacting how people are showing up in dating now? Dang, there's so much in there. Like, I feel similar to you. Like, again, I think probably partially by like being in a relationship and I was in a long distance relationship, long distance-ish because we spent a lot of time together just through like work flexibility, work travel to where um, it wasn't just like, a weekend once a month type of thing it was like more than that but I had already gotten to the practice of just being super low-key and ch chilling in the house like through that relationship and then also just being like this is how I like to spend my Sundays or my Saturdays and like not being like out in the scene like that so I think similar to what you were saying like I'm not doing anything too different from what my weekends were back in the day you know and um and then to the point around wrapping your arms around friends, like I feel that because what keeps me stuck is like the role that I played in someone in someone's life when our relationship was probably the closest. And so sometimes when I think about that person or I think about that person in the context of something big that happened, so like whether it was like Kobe passing or the pandemic or this happening or that happening that like to me in what I, in how I knew that person at that moment in time, like they would feel it deeper or in a different way. Like I would just kind of go back to that and then, you know, feel like I'm such a bad person because I'm such a bad friend because I'm not there for this person as if it was that moment in time, like sophomore year in college or something, for example. Right, right. So then it's just like, I think that was helpful for me to hear you just say that of like, yo, like, I'm not thinking about, you know, today in my connection with that person. I'm not thinking about two years ago, my connection to that person. I'm not thinking about like the breakup of that friendship or relationship in connection to that person. I'm thinking about like that one moment that keeps me stuck in that place. Um, I think the other thing that was coming up is just the, like, noticing the patterns that I have, like, sorry to all my exes. <laughs> but, <laughs> beginning of an Ariana Grande song, go ahead. Right? <laughs> but, like, there would, you know, what might happen is, like, I'd be in a relationship, and I see, I spot somebody, 
who I meet, who I'm like, ooh, if I was single, I would talk to you. But because I'm so loyal and faithful, it's just like, cool, I see you over there, whatever. And the moment I'm not in a relationship anymore, I'm like, yo, what's up? You know? And that's where. Fly right on in. Okay, go ahead. And that's where, like, that lack of space happens of, like, not giving myself that space and time. But, you know, finding, like, I just experienced that pattern of, like, oh, my God, this is the same thing as what happened five years ago, but with, like, two different people. And so I think talking about regression, like a lot of this stuff is surfacing. And if I wasn't in my spiritual practice, if I wasn't doing the work to like better know me and like intentionally like examining my patterns, then I just keep going, you know, like I I would have nothing to interrupt me from what I had been doing. Mm. Mm. Yes, yes. And yes. Okay. Yes. And I, what's so interesting to me, I'm a watcher. People who know me know that I definitely am a communicator. I can be chatty. I can be, you know, gregarious. But in my natural elemental state, I love to watch. I love to sit and I'd like to just take in and which is why I spend so much time by myself because it allows for me to be like the truest form of myself, which I feel like is actually really quiet. And inside of that silence, what I have found is very loud truths. And I think that for the first time in my entire life, it feels like the rest of the world is sitting inside a pocket of noisy silence. And inside of that space, yo, we are being ripped apart. Like, I think ourselves, (laughs) ourselves, and I think that it perfectly opened us up. I think Corona opened us right up to this idea of racial justice. I do. And I'm going to talk about that on somebody else's podcast, maybe one day. But I think that it's also opened us up to love. And what do I mean by that is, I feel like I'm hearing some really beautiful stories of people meeting partners in the time of Corona, like that dude in New York who saw that young woman on the roof or whatever, like like held up a sign and then sent the drone and like, and then like went on a date in a bubble and was video chatting. And I saw that. And I think I actually became pretty emotional one because I love the vulnerability and courage that that took. And I love that it's probably in that pocket of silence that he heard the voice that maybe was telling him a narrative he had been used to, right? Because if you go to his Instagram, which I don't know, I should know it so I could plug it, but I don't. He talks about that a little bit, how he'd had trouble meeting people and talking to people in real life. And he he was like, I just thought I'm going to go for it. Because I bet in that silence, he'd heard that voice and he told that voice, well, screw you, like, and what, right? For the first time, he was able to probably sit still long enough to be like, I can't change this voice unless I move past this narrative. Mm -hmm. And then he did so, and I don't know how their relationship is going, but I just love that he met somebody. And I just love the creativity behind it. And I just love that he took a chance on himself. And I think that for some folks, Corona got people out here being reckless, you know, going like 500 person pool parties. Hey, once again, I'm not here to judge you, but you might want to consult science on that one. 
but you probably shouldn't go to 500 person pool parties period point blank but whatever um but i think it's interesting that the other side of it is on like the dating apps they're now encouraging you to call people to Mm -hmm. video chat people one would beg to say they should have been doing that mess before COVID-19, right? But now because they don't want to A, be sued for encouraging people to meet people who might be asymptomatic, I see you dating abs. I think that they are moving to this model of what I'm calling physical farness, emotional nearness, Mm, where we can be apart geographically. We can be apart spatially but inside of our spirits we are aligned and we are together and i think that that is something that for millennial dating has just really never been a thing which is why dating has never been my thing Mm. i i want to get to know the true aspects of people i'm not scared of their monsters and i've learned to not be scared of mine because we all have them we all have darkness in us. We all have sadness and sorrow in us, but I'm not going to be defined by the worst mistake I've ever made. I'm not going to be defined by my darkest day. I am going to move towards the light. And I think that we're in a dating space now that people are like willing and open and ready to have those conversations. You know, I'm the kind of person I go on a first date and I want to talk about your hopes and your dreams. I want to talk about the scariest thing that ever happened to you and how that transformed you. Mm -hmm. I want to talk to you about your wildest, wildest hopes for your best future and why you're scared to go for that. Like, I, I want to talk about that real shit. Like, I don't want, you know, pardon my French for children who might be listening to y'all and you hear me say that, but I don't want to stay shallow. I'm actually kind of incapable. I blame my astrological signs, but I am not capable of that. I always want to go deep fast. I always want you to like, you know, kind of this idea of, I want you to be naked early. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because, um, you know, when you were talking about the, the New York couple like that, that courage. Um, I got to look at some of that stuff too and like read an interview where she kind of shared her perspective. And, you know, it's interesting because I think people are, are closed and guarded to protect their lives and also really open at the same time. So like with her, I think she was just like, not somebody I would normally date, but because your options are limited and just the idea of spending time with someone or giving somebody a chance. Like, like I've been at the park and run into somebody I've met a couple times where it's just like, there's nothing to cut this conversation short by. Like, we ain't going nowhere. I got nowhere to be. Be like, oh, I gotta go. To what? Home. You going home. You ain't gotta go nowhere. You've been at home all day. So you know, I think that like the moments when you are ready to just move on or maybe shut yourself off for somebody like that's, I feel like that's the moment in meditation where you're like, I'm just ready to quit. And then boop, like something breaks through. And so um, it's so interesting because it's like, yeah, like that juxtaposition between armor and protection and openness because of where we are. And like what that openness allows. And then also like the beauty in all of us having a shared experience in a way that we probably never will again. 
And um, when you are having your first date from a dating app that's by phone or however anyone does like, or whether I like you decide to do it in person, but like the thing in common that you guys are experiencing is deep. So it'll lead to the deep conversations because it's just like, how are you holding up? How has this been for you? Are you by yourself or do you have roommates? Are you with family? And like, you just go there faster because of this shared experience we're having. Yeah, I mean, let no one ever underestimate the emotional heaviness of what we're experiencing in the world today. Um, whether once again, it's from the Black Lives Matter movement for those of us who are black, you know, such as you and myself, or even those who are allies and deeply afflicted, or those who are resistant to the movement and are still feeling, in, I mean, everyone is being so affected yeah. the world in some capacity. And then you take the backdrop as a global pandemic. Like, yo, come on now. This this is the plot of a movie ain't nobody ever written or seen before. So it's it's hard and people are learning that they are being very hard on themselves yeah. and that they have got to no pun intended give themselves grace like they've really got to make more space they've got to take up more space and i say they've got a posture in peace oh because what, that, what does that mean you know because a lot of time when we think about posturing we think about going big right oh well they were posture and they were puffed up they were it's all these synonyms of largeness all these synonyms of aggressiveness and i think when you posture in peace you take a posture of where you're still taking up space but it is in a way that is so silent and still and calm that you are ready to make space for other people. Because when you puff up, there's no room for anyone else because you too puffy, no shade to P. Diddy. And it's one of those things when you start quote unquote posturing in peace, you're still taking up a shape, but that shape is open, mm. right? It's so interesting because I, my assumption, my positive assumption is that, you know, people are being more kind. Like if someone has the courage to step to you, you're maybe not rejecting them as hard as you did three, four months ago. Yeah. Because if like, what are we going through? And like, well, you know, one person who I met recently who I realized like, mm, not super interested in this person, but the day that I met him, I had the intention of being open to possibility. So I was in a more open like heart space. And, you know, it was super fresh. George Floyd's murder was super fresh. And here is this guy standing in a group of black guys. And all I wanted to do was just give them love and be like I, in the middle of a very white city and neighborhood. And um, I just wanted, you know, before I could even go up to them to acknowledge and like connect, you know, he came up to me and we had a side conversation. And I was just open in a way I normally wouldn't be because of the guardedness of being a woman and like, mm, I don't know your intentions. What are you trying to do? I don't know, you know, that stuff. And it was more like, like, I see you and I want to embrace you and not reject you, especially in this moment of time. And um, I think it like it opened up to something that I ha wouldn't have considered otherwise. And I think that that's where a lot of people are. And you know what's so funny? I am, mm, I'm a, mm, I have a friend, 
she's been on the show, Elle. Elle laughs at me. Uh, and in season one, she talks about how I'm that person on the dating apps who's like reading every word in your profile and like breaking it down and then sending you a message based on what you said in your profile. And she's always like, nobody is reading these profiles like you are reading these profiles. I'm reading these profiles like they are scholarship applications. I'm like in the profiles. And since, I mean, I got off the sauce. I, that's what I refer to the date naps as the sauce. <laughs> I got off the sauce a couple years ago and I got back on the sauce recently. And then I got back off the sauce and now I'm passively on the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and what I'm finding is I had a phase a couple years ago where I was trying to be open and I was just swiping right on everybody. I think I actually talk about that in like season one, episode three or something about, you know, Lady Mackin. And I, which I have never, no one will ever define me as a Mac. For those of you who know me personally, you know, this, my Mac game is weak. <laughs> it is. I'm super direct, like super, like, I like you. Do you like me kind of person? I, I just, I don't do well. I'm not coy. I'm well, not. My, my Mac game is weak because I can't be direct because I, I'm so like, I'm so afraid. It's just like, I think, I don't know if I was watching something, talking to somebody, but it's just like, yo, I'm looking at you hella hard. Like that, that is like me asking you out and you did not pick up on that. Like that's rejection, you know? So I'm weak on the other side. Okay, you know, you a Leo, so you're going to have to come through with a little bit more of that lion bravado. You got to come through. Like, no, you you out here, queen of the jungle, come through with that. Because I am so fire. Like, that's when I feel the most fire sign is if I like somebody because I take up a posture of peace where I'm just like, I'm going to take up space. Like, this is how I feel. Is it cool I take up this space? Do you want me to take up this space? And I find it actually disrupts people. They're like, uh, uh, uh. And I'm like, chill. Just ask him a question and it's okay if the answer is no. Uh, and folks are kind of, especially men, are very off put by it sometimes, even if they claim that that's what they want. And so in my current incarnation on these dating apps, I am ruthless. I, my left hand swipe is so firm. So for, I, you know, I, I don't swipe that much. I maybe swipe 30 minutes a month. <laughs> like a minute I, a day. <laughs> I swipe like literally like five minutes a week. Like I haven't swiped in two, three days. It might've been even a full seven days. So today later on, I'm gonna swipe for like two, three minutes just to make up for that. Right. So I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the swiping. I'm just not, my heart's not in it anymore, but I, am so cautious because now I, I I know some people are doing an activity we always have done and I say passing time with people oh yes and okay so I'm gonna tell you something about that go ahead yeah so like they're occupying their time with people and so I look at these and I'm like I know I want to be open because we're in a global pandemic but I talk on the phone all day for work I do video chats all the time for work yeah. I collaborate all the time for work. Same thing for you. And so that's part of the reason I live such an isolated life. I feel like I give so much of my extroverted energy to work that I don't have anything left because I'm an outgoing introvert. Like I feel fully replenished in my own world. If I could go two, three weeks without seeing anybody, like it would be joyous. Quarantine was a great experience for me because I've been walking, you know, two, three hours a day for the last 12 years. And 
when I went on my walks, there's like nobody out there. And, and it was before I adopted my current dog and after my other dog passed. So I was walking by myself and I literally hadn't walked like that by myself for that long in a long time. When I traveled without my dog, I would of course walk alone, but I, I was every day for six months, I walked by myself and there was such a transformation inside of me in just sitting in that stillness and receiving the messages and the gratitude that the universe was, you know, sharing with me and bringing to me. And when I came out of that, I'm still walking like that, y'all. So if y'all see me walking, you're going to see me walking. But now I have, you know, a new pup and I'm not walking alone. But I I found that when I kind of got back on the sauce, I came back differently. Mm. Like my energy just, I realized that even though I was someone who I try my best to not pass my time with people. I think that I'd still been passing my time with people because I was hoping that somewhere on the internet in the ether was a match for me. And what I found is I still believe that and I still think that there is, let's not get it twisted. But I feel like I've actually got to be more discerning. Like I can still be open but I have to be open with purpose and with focus. I can't just be open to say I am open. I have to be open to say that I am ready to share a part of me with someone. And once I kind of like evolved that part of my story, I've realized that I gotta be stern in my left swipe. I gotta be stern because if these people come up in my messages and I need to then create a conversation Am I going to be replenished by what we talked about or am I going to be depleted by what we talk about? And I just hate the feeling. I hate feeling like I'm wasting somebody's time. Mm. I hate that feeling more than I even hate feeling like I wasted my time because Mm -hmm. life is a precious, precious, precious gift. And you just don't know the moment that you're going to leave this dimension. And even if we feel like we do, right? And I just don't want to ever say that that I spent a moment of, of passivity and I took up someone's time just so I could be occupied. Mm-hmm. Yo, there's so much in that. Um, the first thing around passing time with people, I remember having a friend back in the city I lived in before I'm being all <laughs> anonymous. The city I lived in before I lived in this city that I'm in I now. Y'all, M is a <laughs> person. She is not some sort of like Android AI intelligence. She's a real human. I'm real. <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> I remember this person in particular, um, which I guess through my closeness, like I learned just, okay what's necessary to share hold on loading doesn't like to be alone and and may also have like fears around being alone so um i would hear from this person you know perhaps a, she wants to go do something with someone and you know there's the list of like who i ideally would want to go to da 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 and then it's like who's left like kind of thing <laughs> There was like, you know, she had a friend that was that person of like, uh, like she, like that person was always down, but that friend 
it wasn't her first choice. It was just like, okay, like, because I really want to go do something, then I'll, I'll spend time, which I think what ends up happening is if one person's coming from the energy of I'm always down and the other person's coming, like I'm going to spend time with somebody by any means necessary, you end up spending a lot of time together kind of thing. So I think in observing that, while also being a person that, um, okay, let's see, last 10 years, I feel like I've been in like two relationships with just like small breaks in between. But I also feel pretty independent in the in like, okay, if you don't want to do something, I'm still going to go. Like, I'm still going to go do it. And especially if it's like a place where I don't know anybody, fine, or I will know people. Like, I don't need to like go with someone to feel comfortable or whatever. So kind of coming from where I was coming from and observing that, I think it's just been in my awareness a lot of like, don't, don't do that. Like, don't just spend time with people because you want to be around somebody. And I think that's so easy to do in like, with like a companion stand in, you know, like, yes, whether you're somebody who's used to being in a relationship now you're not. And it's just like, okay, well, I need a warm body, or I need, whether that's in my bed or just hanging out in these streets and um, trying really hard to not like do that and go to that place. There was some other stuff you said. Oh, energy. We could talk about energy. And yes. well, we get to talk about the first one save every month and declutter. <laughs> um, and what I remember telling someone or saying out loud, yeah, telling someone in terms of like, the relationship I ended and where I'm going to now is that like, I could only attract where I am. And so when I think about things that I've struggled, struggle with still, but getting better, like approval or insecurity or my image, like I can see where the person I was with had those same struggles and, but maybe it just manifested differently. And then it made sense. Like, uh, that's where I was and that's who I brought into my space because of that. And so in thinking about um, going out and dating and even like looking for like, who's my next slash last, I don't know, whatever partner, it's, it's like, what, where am I in my energy? And because of the time that you spend on, with yourself and the time that I'm spending more with myself, I could check it, you know, whether that's in my interaction with my mom or my interaction at work or, you know, cause like the same issue shows up, like approval shows up with my mom as it does at work, as it does with friends. So I can kind of gauge where I am. And it's just like, if I try to go out and be on the scene at this level that I'm at, that's all I'm going to call in. And that's not what I want. So it's like that whole, okay, how am I using this time to elevate, to become the person that I want to be with? because that's the only way that that person's going to come into my energy space. And then the other thought that came to mind was like, what if we considered our energy space in the same way as like our physical homes, right? Like in quarantine. So, you know, there is, you know, someone that I might be like, Oh yeah, I'm down to kick it with you for a couple hours. But is, is that the same person or kind of person or kind of energy I would want to like, be quarantined with locked in in my house and it's just like how do i start seeing my energy space as if i'm inviting people to move into my house and we can't go nowhere else you know 
Ooh, you know what? We're actually going to wrap up on that note. I, Cause I, I like to leave, I like to leave the listeners who are mostly my friends. Hi friends. I like to leave them with something to marinate on. And I think that you said a lot of powerful things there that we're going to just let linger and sit, but y'all, I just want to, let's double click. What if we treated our hearts like our homes and you had to be quarantined with whoever you let in? I promise, interestingly enough, that's kind of the prompt that has started to serve me while I was walking, right? I spent this time thinking and sometimes thinking nothing. My favorite thing to do is to like walk empty and be filled by whatever, you know, I'm meant to be receiving during that walk. And so I don't like listen to music. I don't listen to podcasts. I don't listen to anything. Even in my house, don't listen to music. Don't watch television. No, because I want to hear what I need to receive. And sometimes you can't because it's noisy. We've created very noisy lives and, and silence becomes the loudest noise when we are used to background always going and playing. And that's the thing that I'm really hearing when you say that, like, what if we had a global pandemic of the soul? And what if the only way to cure us was to understand that we can be close together inside where it matters, even if we are far in experience, in lifestyle, in socioeconomics, in race, in geography, but inside our spirits, we can be walking side by side. And I think if we adopted that philosophy and how we date and how we love and how we treat people, we would understand that, like you just said, the same things show up in all of our interactions. This isn't, we're having a conversation about dating, about love, about spirituality, but the way we show up in one avenue whether we want to admit it or not is how we show up in all the other avenues and we've got to decide are we the kind of people that others want to quarantine with or are we the kind of people that others have just been passing their time with okay Mm -hmm. so on a hopeful note y'all i want us to think about how we can just show up better for ourselves so that we can as you said right show up better for others Thank you, Em, for joining us today. I think we've had a beautiful conversation. I know I've received a lot out of it. I hope you got something out of it. I hope our listeners got something out of it. And I want y'all to tell us how you're feeling. So go ahead. I'm on the I'm on these here Instagrams at dot sprinkling dot of dot grace. <laughs> Lots of dots on Instagram and then a sprinkling of grace.com on my website come drop me a line. Like, tell me, are you vibing with this? Is this where you are in your life? Let's have a conversation. This is always, always, always going to be a dialogue. Thanks for listening. Stay blessed. Bye. Bye.